Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. Hi, this is Tyler Woods, and welcome to Boo Covery. Now you can go to Bukovery at Bukovery.com. And today I'm going to talk about positivity and happiness. And this will be part one of uh, two parts. Um, I've recently been on social media, and I'm not being liked by some people right now because they think I'm too positive. No, I'm not alarmed by this at all. In fact, I'm rather filled with gratitude that I have positive energy. And I thank my Buddhist practice and have deep gratitude to be living a positive life. I am grateful for my uh, equanimity, which is steady, calm, and unshakable. It's about being positive, and it's not easy in a world that's so negative. This morning, I was thinking in the wee hours about positive outlook. And it's something that's fairly new to me because in the past decade or so, I've really changed uh, with having a better attitude. But really, I spent most of my early childhood depressed. And by the time I was nine, I tried suicide. As I hit teenhood, I was uh, what I think was really a, a, a very negative person. Um, I think I'm the most negative person I've ever seen. I constantly craved for my life to end. And in my 20s, I craved drama, drugs, and booze, seriously. And I was really vocal about how miserable my life was. In fact, I earned the title of drama queen. Now, thank goodness there was no social media back then. I would have drowned it with my negativity. But by the time I hit 32, I began to trade in drugs and booze for sobriety and calmness. Now, there is a few things I have to tell you um, that I learned is that we attract how we feel. For instance, as a kid, I hung out with all these depressed kids, right? And then as I got older, I hung out with all the suicidal negative teens. As I got sober, I hung out with the sober people. And as I began to get more calm and peaceful and positive and happier, I began to hang out with more happier and positive people. And I began to understand water follows the stream. And that's when I discovered the wisdom of Buddhism. I started to learn about it more and more, and I even saw the Dalai Lama, which was so incredible that I can't even describe what it was like sitting with him. But this was the beginning of me trying to let go of suffering and just living in the moment. It's funny, you spend decades trying to meditate, have gratitude and practice Buddhism daily. And people on social media shoot down positive emotions, calling it toxic. And I am here today to tell you when they shoot you down, pat yourself on the back and get right back up. I had the opportunity to learn Buddhism while in college. It came up a lot. I was taking psychology courses and um 
boy, did it come up a lot. And I met a lot of people and teachers and professors who practiced Buddhism. So I also learned Buddhist psychology, and I furthered my education decades after I graduated to get certified in Buddhist psychology, which is also known as positive psychology. And what it taught me that there's so much about happiness, joy, and and I began to practice more positive emotions. And I learned that these positive emotions are outgoing. When I say outgoing, that it's meant to be towards others as well as myself. I learned that most fundamental of all of these positive emotions was unlimited loving and kindness. And you can't suffer when you're sitting in love and kindness. And this has been my latest discovery, is that positivity upsets people. In fact, it downright pisses people off. And they think it's fake and no one can be happy, peaceful, and calm. It's fake. And positivity is now called toxic positivity, meaning if you're positive or too top positive for other people, they will call you toxic. I so wish they knew and understood that for the Buddha, the path to happiness starts from an understanding of the root causes of suffering which takes away our positive emotions. And our goal, really, as Buddhists, are to suffer less by following a certain path. And when I was taking Buddhist psychology, which is also called, again, positive psychology, I know people are going to get mad, I learned that Buddha was kind of like a psychiatrist who prescribed a proactive course of the treatment for suffering which included the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. In Buddhism, this treatment is not like taking a pill uh, to be swallowed. Rather, it's a daily practice of mindful thoughts and actions. In fact, some people say, meditate, not medicate. What I know is it's not easy work and can be attained, though. I mean, we can really get there. But you have to work. Yes, I am a positive person. Thank you very much. And I look back at my life up until I was about 35. I was always depressed and suicidal, always had a negative attitude, and I always wanted people to know life sucked. Oh, my gosh. I am so pleased how far I was able to come. And now I have so much further to go because I will practice daily. And that is because Buddhism is a pursuit of happiness by using knowledge and practice to achieve that calm state of mind. I have so much work to do on this, and so I work on it daily. Most Buddhists understand that we go through life looking for things to make us happy. However, we mainly only find the fix, and it's never permanent. So we keep looking. A new guitar, a new gig, a new love life, a new craving for bad foods, gambling, self-importance. Most of it's material things or ego. Now, the happiness that the Buddha talked about was enlightenment, which, by the way, is not dependent on objects or how important you think you are, but it is a state of mind cultivated through mental discipline. I feel like I'm always working hard 
on mentally disciplining myself, and I'm far from there, believe me. But if we want to be happy, then as the Buddha said, we need to work on taming our minds, stop our suffering. But the problem is, there are people that are so attached to suffering that that's all they do is suffer. They talk and talk and talk and they explain it and they want everyone to know how attached they are to their suffering. And I recall reading The Art of Happiness because The Art of Happiness, that book changed my life and I began to understand that positiveness and happiness isn't easy, but it's attainable. And it's a constant battle within. I don't want to sit there and throw all my negative juju out there. I want to replace the previous negative conditioning that I learned and was giving and give myself a new positive conditioning, which Buddhism gives me. And again, this brings me to the point that I am so happy and positive and grateful that people are upset with me and tell me I have toxic positivity which is basically a social media term that is getting a lot of attention these days. Books are being written and people are making a telling negative um, um, stories and sad people that positivity is toxic. I mean, it's a moneymaker. Tons of books are out there. So look, the fact is even science has proven that a positive attitude is needed to live a balanced and a rewarding life. They've done tons of studies. Looking on the bright side, it allows us to remain hopeful and studies show we can achieve more. In fact, higher levels of positivity and optimism have been associated with less stress, lower rates of depression, less physical health ailments, happier, healthier relationship, better jobs and careers, and happy people are by far more successful. And I love that they are now studying happiness. How do we get there? Well, I've had a few great Buddhist teachers along the way, and I just got a new one, and I'm so thrilled. And I practice daily what the Buddha prescribed. But the biggest way to get there? Yeah, stay tuned for part two. For now, this is Tyler Woods walking in a positive path and walking in peace. <laughs>